And action! Welcome back to another episode of Rip Through a Podcast. Me and Shawnee T flew directly to Melbourne. I've missed all warnings not to come down here, but yeah. we're here. Yeah, no, we, 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 we didn't get the email, so we're, we're here. But, oh, I did uh, get an email, but... <laughs> This guest is this, this guest is worth getting coronavirus. I don't, you, I don't well, care. you told me on Tuesday we have to book flights, and I, I wasn't necessarily overly keen on it because apparently you have to cancel all non-essential flights. But this was essential. You we said funded ourselves though, so thanks to our sponsors for looking after us. Uh, we are currally at AFL House. Yes, yes, um, self-funded yes. trip, but it's all worth it. Hopefully, get some views. And you guys tune in. This guy pumps me up on his Instagram, but. Let's get stuck in today. We've got 100%. limited time with this guy. His money is very, very expensive to get him on these kind of things. He's 24 years of age, 92 kilograms, six foot five in the old language. That's pretty big. No, that's not bad. He's a tall midfielder. <laughs> He's a big midfielder. <laughs> He's played 101 games according to Wikipedia. That could be wrong. I don't know. You seem to always get that wrong. We got Patrick Cripps. Yeah. Thanks, boys. Well done, mate. I'm through, gonna, eh? Yeah, rip through. We'll rip through this because I know you've got somewhere to be. <laughs> and we know you don't miss an episode, you so we know. appreciate you coming. He knows in. the intro. <laughs> he knows the intro. So two-time All-Australian, okay? So this is mm. going to go for a while. Two-time yep. All-Australian, three-time Best and Ferris winner. I think he's second youngest at the Colton history to win a Best and Ferris. I don't know who else would have done that. Damn. You, do you know who did it? Big John. John Nichols, Nichols, yeah, Nichols. yeah, whatever. He's taller than him, though. He's taller than him, so he's got that over him already. <laughs> Rising star runner-up should have won it that year. AFLPA Lee Matthews Trophy, like that's a pretty big thing to to win. He's been Colton co-captain since 2019. He has his own haircut, the Cripper haircut, like because obviously I'm a barber, so yeah. I do like a couple of boys after the Cripper. You know what's going on. I know how to do it. He's gorgeous, and he's finally changed his profile picture on Instagram, which I've been waiting for a long time to happen. And he's are you still private or? Nah, I'm back to public. That's been a while, mate. So, <laughs> nah, what do we do? Fist bumps or just air fives? Ah, uh, yeah, a little elbow touches. Elbow touches. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, make sure we fist bumped beforehand. We came. I in. do appreciate you coming in today because it is a this is a big deal. Um, obviously. A few people have get cancelled on us because <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know where the AFL house was going to be open. We, yeah, uh, yeah. We're a bit, we're a bit nervous because everywhere's just closing. You know, I mean, yeah. everywhere's, everywhere's closed, but the doors are open. How you been, Cripper? Good, mate. Cripper, um, big dripper. Big dripper. Yeah, um, mate, the world's going mad at the moment. It has, so it has. Pretty crazy, but have you been paying attention to this stuff? Like, obviously, we have been because a lot of stuff's been going on around us, including like trying to get you guys in and that. But have you been watching much? Or are you just going with the flow? Uh, I've sort of been going with the flow, thinking it's a fair way away. Yeah. Um, then you start here, especially yesterday with Rudy Gobert in the NBA, it yep. starts coming pretty real. And then, don't touch these microphones. Um, I don't know, it's just everyone sort of the, the toilet paper thing was throwing me out a bit. I, that, thought, I thought that's a bit of an overreaction, but that, yeah, but now now I feel a bit silly yeah, because yeah. I was like, what are these idiots doing? Like, it's actually toilet paper, like yeah. fighting each other for it. Two weeks behind now, like we are, now it's, things get yeah, to Brisbane right, a bit later. Right, so right, now jump in the shower, boys. <laughs> 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 Where were you when you found out about the NBA stuff? Where were you? I was at the club. Um, we got a big we got a message from the club, so. That, um, more just a restriction around fans and appearances and stuff like that. I know a few clubs have done that now. And when I got that, I was like, yeah, he's getting pretty real now. And um, I, I don't know. It's one of those things that you don't know what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks with yeah. the AFL season. But um, by the sounds of it, it like, you got to be careful with it. But um, If it happens, I, it happens type of thing, right? Yeah, like, it just is what it is. But I never thought I'd, in my lifetime I'd see something like this happen. But um, here we are. And so here you guys are getting ready for probably the biggest game um, of some of your teammates' careers, round one next week, and a possibility like the NBA. So the way they did it was like, oh, you know, we'll can no more um, fans and stuff in the stadiums. And then seriously, like next minute, on the, Legit, yeah, like they cancelled it or suspended the season for indefinitely. So 
If, that, if that's a possibility, does that what's that feel like not being able to rock up and play round one next week if that, if that actually happened? I don't know. I was talking to a few of the new boys and I was just pumping up how good it is playing in front of 90,000. Now we might, like might run out and might hear a pin drop. So I tried to recruit them all year for no reason. Oh, shit. Uh, it's like interclubs, right? Have the players been talking about it, though? Like, are the players talking nah. about the possibility of, of not playing games? Not really. Like... Because it hasn't seemed like reality. Like we thought, yeah, you know, you, you, the odd person can get it. It's more affected like the older people and, and the higher blood pressure. Apparently, like that's where you know they're pretty susceptible to it. But like I haven't thought like it's going to be a thing. Yeah. So the, the the possibility of not playing a game or playing in front of no one's only come to light like literally twenty four hours ago. It's crazy. Because like what what's been cancelled so far? Like NHL. Um, Formula One. Formula One's been cancelled today, this morning. We're recording this on the Friday. Yeah. Um, and we're at AFL House now where we'll probably find out something in about a couple of hours or so, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but I, I haven't thought about it at all. Literally ago, the Formula One was, was cancelled. So, yeah, so I haven't uh, thought about this at all. It's news to me. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. I might have to drive across Nullarbor back home, <laughs> I think. I'm not, I'm not doing an extra pre-season. No intra-club matches? Imagine that. I have to do a couple more. Just, oh, we're doing another pre-season, boys. I'm like, yeah, and here's my retirement forms. Thanks for having me, Brisbane Lions. I appreciate you. <laughs> so we'll get stuck in your childhood, actually. So born in Perth. Yep. And then you moved to Northampton and obviously went back to Perth to do your footballing, um, I guess. You, guys, you bought it? Did you yeah. board back in Perth? Yeah. So run us through Northampton. What is that like? I know we might have played a... Did we play um, a practice match there one time? You might. Uh, was it Bundaberg? Uh, bu- um, no, maybe Bunbury. Bunbury. Yeah, that, that's where. So I grew up in Northampton, which is 500 k's north of Perth on the coast. Yeah. Um, there's a bigger town called Geraldton, which has oh, about 35. That's where Jeffy Nat's from. Yeah. So um, grew up there. And so we had a, grew up on a farm, wheat, and she- wheat sheep, bit of canola. Wheat canola. Uh, yeah. That's what the Google Good told stuff, me. Mate. So run me through a wheat canola because that's news to me. No, nah, it's, it's just cropping. So wheat's just obviously. You surely know what a bit of weed is. Um, <laughs> yep. And then <laughs> basically make flour out of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. all over okay. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All over you got, you're sweet. <laughs> you can go think, live think there. Think canola oil, mate. So, yeah, oh, okay, um, yeah. Can't cook without our farmers, mate. <laughs> so basically putting, putting food in everyone's plate. But um, no, nah, so I grew up there. I loved it. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, good weather. On the coast as well. So I used to go surfing, fishing, um, crayfishing, all the little hobby things you can do. Then you got the shooting, motorbike riding. Um, so everything outdoors, basically. And then uh, when I was 12, went to boarding school. 12? Uh, yeah, so parents obviously didn't rate me. Yeah, so. no, get out of our house. <laughs> Grow up, kid. Yeah. So my older brother was already there. Um, so that was 20, 2008. Um, but that was awesome. Like, it was hard at the start. Um, like, any kid that gone to boarding school, you move away from home. And um, it's not ideal at the start. But once you actually settle in, like, you're, you're around the boys all the time. You yeah. get up to a bit of mischief. As and, you do. Um, yeah, so that was pretty cool. And did five years there and then had a year out of school. Playing Colts for the East Freo um, before I got picked up, so um, that was a fun year. That one. So, twelve years old, and your parents going, "Hey, we do love you, but it's probably the best thing for you." Is mm. was there no schools in Northampton, or they just thought this is the best thing for you? Because like you have to grow up pretty quick at twelve. Yeah, mm. no, you do. Well, um, Geraldton was fifty minutes from our farm. Oh, okay, and if I had to go, the old road bought it anyway. So, um, well, there's some really good schools there, but um, more just to. Meet some really interesting people. Yeah, yeah. your network a bit. Yeah. Old man went to the same school. Um, he only went for a year, went back to Geraldton, and he regretted that. So he's like, I'm going to send all my boys. Yeah. Well, we had to have a daughter. I'm going to send them to boarding school. So um, he had five years there. And definitely, like, in terms of moving into stay, that helped me heaps. Just um, hard at the start. But so without knowing this, it's actually building resilience. Um, you're doing things for yourself. Communicate with all different type of people. So 
um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Did you live off that noodle life at school, or was that a bit more when you were a bit, bit older? Of, bit of Migarang, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Migarang, they are mate. possibly a big sponsor for us going forward. <laughs> Maggie's. Um, yeah, so you have a cousin who currently plays, um, Jamie Cripps. Yeah. Um, did you have much to do with him growing up? Was it kind of different areas? Nah, so his farm was 10 minutes from mine. Oh, um, well, They okay. sold 100%, might in 2010 or something. Yeah. He went to boarding school in Geraldton, so me and my older brother went to Perth. And look at your career um, versus his. That's probably what, no. He's had a pretty good year. He just, Does he want to go fun? He's, he's got a flag, mate. So he's, he's, he's <laughs> oh, okay. He's That's, enemy. Um, yeah, no, don't, don't, don't have two jackets, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We all right, play yeah. for a flag. Yeah, no, we'll get to that too. <laughs> um, but nah, more family friends. Like we're yeah. we're really good family friends with them, and um, Jason and Lisa, whose parents we we get on really well with. So they got like a holiday place. There's a little town near Northampton called Horrocks. So they got a yeah. nice house up there. So stayed there a few times with them. So um, no, nah, we we're not um, like we're we're like more good mates than, yeah, yeah. than cousins. We're because yeah, my yeah. old man, he's old man, a first cousin. So we're third cousins. If that yeah, makes okay. sense. Yeah, I'm Tasmanian, um, mate. I know all yeah. about this t- mate, <laughs> situation. Don't you worry. Crips is in Northampton, mate. We're everywhere. We w- we were everywhere. So um, few people reckon a few inbreds go around Northampton. Yeah, but I tend to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> and you got another, <laughs> you got another famous cousin. Um, obviously Chris Mainwaring, rest in peace. Um, were you guys close with him much at all? Did you get to see him growing up? Obviously, a pretty good player himself, and what he went through was a little bit tough towards the end there. Did you have much to do with him as a kid? or? Yeah, I had a little bit to do with him. Um, my old man was really close. So, Maney's mum was a Crips. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, his mum and my pop were brother and sister. Yeah. Um, so, my old man was really close to him. They grew up together. Um, I still remember the day he actually passed away. I was helping the old man out in the shearing shed. I was year seven. Uh, I remember my old man going out on the phone, and uh, he come back in. Um, yeah, obviously not in a good spot. Yeah. Um, so it was, that was a sad, but I didn't really know the magnet like the magnitude of. It. I was still pretty young. Yeah. Uh, but the old man did the eulogy at the wedding. So oh, um, that was that was obviously probably the first funeral I've been to. I was only I think I was eleven or twelve, something like that. So um, yeah, I, I didn't have a lot to do with him. But um, as you get older and you realise, um, you start learning about his history and how mm. good he was. Um, yeah, apparently, he was a legend, and uh, obviously get get a kick the big fella, which is. Bloody, I think it was, it's in the blood that something going on uh, up there in uh, in Northampton. I'm pretty sure. So let's go to your draft year, or just before your draft year. So I've done a little bit of research. So obviously we both know Swanee pretty well. Big Greg Swan and Shane Rogers. Like shout out Shane Rogers who drafted me Shane as well. O. Shane O yeah. probably probably put his uh, <laughs> neck on the line for probably both of us. Really, well more me than you. But draft year, you went to you went to camp. So but this is not the patch of crickets we're seeing now, like the big buff, handsome. Well, you're probably still handsome, but <laughs> no, looking good. How'd your 3K go? And I've got a couple of stories here that I've, I've seen before. But like, so you came last in the 3K? Yeah, by a long way. Were you thinking, what, what was your throat process <laughs> Had you done in? one prior to that? Like, is that I'd done one, but to be honest, like my first year out of school, I was living it with my older brother. Like, yeah. basically whatever I could get my hands on to eat, I would. Yeah. yeah. Um, living, living off a uni budget. Went out most weekends with the boys, so... Yeah, the boys. It's definitely a bit heavy around the gills. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then obviously, so draft camp, I remember I got um, Josh Kelly actually lapped me. Um, basically, I'd just finished the, two, the 3K and actually came in here with you boys. So yeah. <laughs> it was at Marvel. Um, oh, was it here, was it? was here, so yes. I just went straight in. Oh, shit. Um, no, nah, that, that was probably the, the toughest last lap of my life. Um, oh, you look back and it's pretty funny, though. Like it's, yeah, yeah. I think I ran 11.55 my 3K. Um, Matt Crouch was the next one. I think he ran like eleven. Matt Crouch. Wow. So it was us, and then all the rest were, you know, they're like they're yeah, yeah, yeah. Like rabbits, mate. Those fucking zingers. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's yeah. naked sweat. Fine. Um, 
And I think Josh K ran like a 9.30. So when yeah. he, when he finished his fifth lap and I finished my fourth, I was just that close, just acting like I was just behind him. Because yeah, he got smart. a photo finish. Yeah. He should have been yeah. like, yeah. oh, Crips come second. Yeah. That's oh, amazing. He would have played no, it. He came dead last, brother. Because so. <laughs> no, I, saw, I, so I saw some stuff and obviously – um, we'll talk about your draft here next, but like Greg Swan was like talking to Shane. Are you sure? Like they must have gone in preempted thinking that's our guy. Mm. Like they would have known you pretty well. Shane does some great work. So Swan is gone. Are you sure you want to draft that fat kid? So that's what I've seen. <laughs> yeah, no, and Shane's like, yes, I do. Yeah, I still remember Shane. I give me a call. I was, still, I was at uni about three weeks later. I got a call from him, and he's like, "Mate, you just got to just back me in here. Like, if, if we draft, <laughs> just tell me your diet's been shit all year." I was like, "Look, mate." I can't say I know too much about diet. I just eat what I get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I need to eat. And I was, he's, and I was like, mate, if you draft me, like I'm pretty keen to come. I won't let you down. Yeah. Um, so with on that, so being a WA boy, were you just saying what they wanted to hear? Like, oh, yeah, I'll go to Melbourne, do a couple of years there and come back? Because apparently our big Nick Nat was like, look, I'm just going to come back to WA anyway. And the Judd factor as well, how he's a Melbourne boy. He told West Coast early days, look, I'll come play there for a little bit, but I'll go home. Was that in your mind? Like, did you have inspirations of playing in WA? Or was it just like... You know what, I've bought it here. I know what it's like to live away from family. Like, it doesn't bother me. Was that? I didn't really bother me. I think, like, at the start of the year, I was nowhere near getting drafted in my draft year. Like, I wouldn't even oh. be. Yeah, I was like, I come from the clouds, really. Um, and then I knew sort of midway through the year I was going to get picked up. Start of the year, all right. But then I knew Eagles were really keen on um, Dom Sheed. And yeah. that, was, that was pick 11. Yeah. So I, I just knew I wasn't going to go to a WA club. Okay. Um, and then at the same time, it's like, well, someone gives me the opportunity to play. Um, I'm not going to get homesick. I'll give it a good crack there. Um, so that, that that sort of was my, my thinking around it. I sort of knew I wasn't going to stay home. I think if I, say at the start of the year, if I knew I was going to get picked up and the possibility of staying at WA was there, you'd probably you'd probably take that just because yeah, you're all your mates and your family there. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that happened. Um, even though Eagles won a flag, you, you, everything happened sort of for a reason. And Don't worry, mate. Richmond off me one year and they won two flags. I took the Brisbane deal, so... Oh, is that right? The silver lining's still there. I can see yeah, it. I was, um, I was actually on a podcast with... Um, not a, I did a thing with Bucks the other day, and he goes, do you realise that um, Eagles were pick 11, they won a flag. Richmond had pick 12. They've won two flags now. Pick 13. You're pick 13. And GRS was pick 14. They made the grand final last year. I said... Yeah, mate, next question. <laughs> <laughs> All the Cullen fans out there, your time's next. That's what he's trying to allude to. All right. Would you rather go through, because I think you I think you came on record saying this last year, that you want to go through those hard times and win it knowing the value of it because you've had to go through the struggles. Like, I remember you came out and said that last year. Like, So that's kind of what your mindset. Yeah, like it's obviously you'd rather just win 15, 15 in a row, as is it, but it's just not possible. Um I think if I won one now, let's say this year, compared to one in my first year, the appreciation of it would be so much higher yeah. now just from what, the, what I've been through and what the club's been through. Um, but the th- thing is, this you could give it all, your all for your whole career and there's still a whole chance you might not win one. You know what I mean? It's 18 yeah. clubs. It's bloody hard to win. So um, I think what, what's um, special, and I look what Robbo and the Lions have done. Like um, You've got a core group there that's come from the bottom. You get really close. Um, you become really good mates and you work towards a common goal. Um, even last year they didn't win it, but I'm sure they'd had a bloody fun year. Um, that's sort of the what you, especially when you get in a leadership, leadership position, you want to create that culture where everyone wants to be there, you're having fun, you're working hard together, and then you want to slowly, hopefully quickly get up the ladder, but uh, you just never know. So um, I think that's something that all people sort of want. They want that connection with people and they, they want to be part of something and be part of building something. So, um, But like I said, it's not just going to happen. It's sort of There's no guarantee, process, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, as you said, obviously winning's a lot easier than losing, but even at Brisbane, 
there's like us and you guys who are like bottom couple ladder. So we understand what it's like to go through that stuff. And when we finally made finals, although we didn't you know win a final, mm. that experience and the taste of it like just is going to drive the boys even more. And we get linked to like it could be the Melbourne of last year and go back down the ladder and stuff. But yeah. the drive that we had um, in the preseason was ridiculous. Like I haven't been involved in that for a long time. So. You can't rest on your laurels and uh, get through on that because, as you said, it's a tight-ass competition. Um, any team can shoot up ladder, as we showed. So hopefully it gives faith to a few of the boys. And, you know, the Blues have got some exciting stuff coming with Eddie coming back. And hasn't he been? Yeah. And my boy, Jack Martin. Jack Martin, yeah. He, he won't shove that Jack Martin. <laughs> mate, he's coming, I'm telling you. Like, he's... Is that oh, the yeah. slogan? Jack Martin, he's coming. Mate, watch him. Well, well, literally. How, how's he been going, actually? Can I ask? Yeah. How's he been no, I'm, I'm on the same bandwagon as you. I've, I've, <laughs> yeah, good. I, I'll um, jump on soon I, when I, I see it. I played um, state school. I was with him when I was 15. Um, and he was like, then he was just like a freak. Yeah. Um, and I always knew the potential he had. Um, but he's hit like, he, yeah, training, like, he hits hard. Like, he tackles yeah. bloody hard. He's mm. like, goes in after the pure lock. Everyone sees he's like the real nice skills and that, but he's like a he's a competitor, which I love. Yeah. Um and I think I think he's gonna he's gonna thrive in a new system. Um say that though, he still played some bloody good footy up on the Gold Coast, which um people don't realise. I think he finished third in their band F one year. Did yeah. He uh, realises, trust me, he was there and he was yeah. like, Oh, he's the next best thing. Tony just needs a, needs a fresh start. Yeah. So when yeah. it happened, he was like I can't do it on camera, he's like oh. I said the same thing about Archie though as well at Brisbane. Yeah, he's actually he's, Yeah, okay, you know you're two from two. So now he's excited to see what the big fella does. So yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully he turns it on, but ne- next next week in front of our zero zero, zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. in front of either ninety five thousand or zero or nothing, we'll find out soon. Let's get into your first year. We've got about half an hour left for the big dog. Um, first year, so my take on you coming into the system, I don't want to be that guy, but I was like, his first game debuted against Melbourne. I think he actually had you finished might have finished with seventeen touches, but it was like the first his first touch, which for a lot of players this involves. Um, First touch, had the ball for an eternity, thought he had eternity, got chased down, tackled. I was like, oh, shit, man, this is going to be tough, this bloke. 13th pick, a lot of pressure came on him in the club, in the club. got a couple of games. Can you run me through your debut and what your thought and how you were going to go? Obviously, you had, like, these um, reports that he was overweight, he wasn't fit and stuff. Obviously, you knew that you were a pretty good player, let's be honest. Every, everyone knows that they got some heart in them. Run us through, like, your first couple of games at the Blues, um, and then we'll talk about that off-season. Yeah, I like you got you got the club. I remember we went to went to America uh, first, oh, first trip. We went to Flagstaff, so that was like that was early on. I still remember it snowed there. Our first training session. Nice. Uh, my my suitcase didn't rock up for the first two days. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. Start the I'm club. sitting there training in bloody everyone's leftovers. Had to wear my jocks about four different oh, ways. Oh no, nothing wrong with that's, that. That's where coronavirus started. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then. Um, so that was like that was like that was my second week at the club. So I'm going from like a just. Young country boy doing uni to all of a sudden I'm with mixed with everyone in flags up freezing cold. Do you remember who you roomed with? Yeah, Simo and Lukey Reynolds. Um, Lukey Reynolds. Yeah, wow. Um, and then that, that was like that was a pretty cool trip. It was bloody hard. It was. Good trip. Um, and then obviously fast forward to the start of the year, I didn't play round one. I played um, VFL round one, and I actually had a really good game in the VFL was against Williamstown. Um, and that's all. That's all good. That was my first game against like men. So. Um, that yeah, gave me came f- from Colts, right? Yeah, yeah, so that gave me a fair bit of confidence that you can sort of match it. We won that game. The next week, got picked, played Melbourne, and that was pretty cool. Like, obviously, debut. Yeah. I remember running out and just like running out in the G, and I was like, "Far, this is dream <laughs> yeah. come true now." Yeah, um, it was a rough day that one. We ended up losing, and that was when uh, Melbourne were, were right down the bottom of the ladder. We were and three going into that game. Um, and yes, yeah, so I remember pre-game Mick 
go smear Mick Moldas. He goes, yes, Mick. Um, he goes, all right. The game's very quick early on. Like, he don't have much time with the ball um, to get rid of it pretty quick. And yeah, I was, it was in the first three minutes. I remember broke out the win from a centre bounce, got on untested mark, played on. <laughs> a few guys were leading at me. I was like, how good's this? Got that much time on the G. Like, <laughs> taking it all in. And as I went to kick it, just got drilled by Jay Kendi Harris. Shout out Jay Kendi Harris. Um, and yeah, I just, oh, it was just a pretty funny moment when you think about it. Yeah. Um, and then it was funny enough, though, later in that game, I actually got a, got the ball um, on the halfback flank and I actually took four bounces down the wing, which I've never done Look in my whole career. Here we go. Young Patrick Cripps is go. still young as fuck. <laughs> but actually, yeah. I probably rolled down the wing. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a little, yeah. little hump in the surface. So like, I'll never ever do that again, take four bounces in a row on an AFL game. Um, but we ended up losing that game. And I still remember like um, walking down the race and just – Here's me, like, still up and about because I played my first game. We're just getting yeah. absolutely abused walking down the race. Like, wow, it was um, trolling their scars, yeah, memberships, scars they memberships. Like, thank God I was in the grandstands that game. That was awesome. I was sitting oh, there. You, yeah, yeah, I you was, were in there. I was suspended. I was killing it. Yeah, that yeah. was that was pretty crazy. Um, but it's just, it's pretty like it's crazy. Mm. One point, this also shows how much passion some of the supporters got, which I, I sort of like. But yeah, I'd rather not get a membership thrown at me top of my head. Uh, so <laughs> how many games <laughs> you play that year? Uh, I played three because I broke my leg. Yeah, I played two, got mm. dropped. Um, broke my leg and then came back for the last game. So my first year I played in a win and lost in a draw. So you done it all. Be, could be a bit of trivia. You that. could have retired. Yeah. You got like who? So who in their career? This could be the thing when we post it out. Who in the career has won a game, lost a game, and drawn a game in the first three games of the year in the debut year? Patrick Cripps. Patrick Cripps. Absolutely. What What were your thoughts in the stands watching? Um. Yeah, I was probably being haggled and stuff by the Melbourne supporters that time, but. Other than that, like when I saw it, like he had, he had a good good day. It's just the first few touches, I was like fuck, he's like he's he's a bit behind the eight ball here. And then little did I know, at the end of that year, well, I got delisted by Cole, and everyone kind of knows about that. And then I was like, yeah, he's got no chance. And then the year after, I was tagging him. Yeah, well, tagging him the year yeah, after. I remember you said that. You that's said what that I want to know. What the fuck? Yeah. I was starting. What did you get up to in your <laughs> off season, like? Because you must have had a. Because every player goes for the exit review and stuff. That end of the year, like the talk about the season and how you went. What was your um, instructions or your individualized program stuff going to that offer because you came back the next year absolute beast and which which started the Patrick Cripps we know today. Yeah, I was back on the doing a bit of hard labour. Like, <laughs> <wait, laughs> um, <laughs> nah, um, I've always like um, been a pretty determined person. Someone I set set sort of my set a goal or something I want to get out. I'm pretty um, fixed on doing that, and um, I was just like I said, I was a bit carrying a bit of extra weight. Like when I say extra weight, I wasn't. I wouldn't say I was fat in general, probably, but in yeah, terms yeah, of the yeah. AFL lifestyle, like I was, yeah. I was on the, the bit top of, end. Bit of Jared White. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like that. Um, <laughs> so I dropped. I went. I went away. I just like went um, really strict on my diet, like yeah. to the point where I wouldn't do that now, but I sort of had to do that. Yeah. Um, did that. It was really just followed my program, and then I hired a sprints coach and did two extra sessions a week doing that. Do you want to give him a shout out? Yeah, Mark Neitz. He did a bloody good job, actually. Yeah, Neitz. Yeah, that's why I'm. I probably had him before that when I took four bounces down the wing. Probably <laughs> 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 went downhill once I started working with him. Um, nah, so I ended up, I went, I, I left the club at 94. I come back at 89, so I lost five kilos. Oh, shit. Um, so I just like, you know, five kilos is a massive difference. Now and that was basically that all fat. I actually lost a bit of muscle basically because I went a bit too strict with it all. Yeah. Um, but that set my career up. Um, bit of advice from some other guy. Andrew Walker helped me out heaps with diet wise. And he's probably um, the most ripped like you ever met. Yeah, he was shredded. Yeah, and he's yeah. like the way he lived was awesome. Yeah. Um and then there's like Juddy gave me a few tips and like just and then Mick Mick Jamison was also good. So they're they're the three guys that I've probably had a lot to do with and 
more just advice before I went away, and it was just up to me to actually do the work. Came back, um, like when you're carrying five less kilos around your time trial, trials go down heaps. So I did around 11.55. So back 11, down to 11.32. Yeah, back down to 2K, which is more my distance. Oh, yeah, 2K. Yeah, I miss those. The dream. <laughs> um, so that was good. And then um, I remember playing a NAB, I think it was a NAB Cup then. Played Collingwood out, I don't know where it was, but had about 20 touches and had an all right game. And then I played Geelong and he had, um, in the preseason, had I think I had 33. And then I was like, far out, this is, I'm starting to get the real confidence yeah, that yeah. I belong. Um, and then it's funny that year, I got actually got dropped round two. Um, really? Yeah, my second year. Um, dropped round two. We played in Perth, and then we actually got flogged by the Eagles. Oh, so you, they missed the you missed the Perth game. Yeah, so you would have been pretty flat about that. Yeah, the family come up was a late oh. late out. Um, but that's all right. It's, it, I look back. There's probably a moment that could have shifted a yeah, defining sort of moment. Yeah. Um, played at Essen the week after, and we played uh, at St Kilda in um, I think it was Wellington. I think it's Wellington. Oh, oh over yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What they call the cake. Uh, in New Zealand, cake tin or something like that. In New Zealand, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I had that was my sort of that was my breakout game. That's where my confidence level was just like so what, all right. What were your stats? You know, thirty three that game. I think Rob had a goal. Oh, so. Damn, <laughs> get it. Um, in his second so, year, mind you. So that was yeah. that was the one where I was like, I don't know, you have always have that that game where you like you know I feel like I belong out here now. And then yeah. after that, you just as you you keep working on your game, your, your confidence keeps going, and um, yeah, that's sort of. Where, where my career sort of took off, I reckon. So from that game onwards, you just kept doing your thing. Um, you became a contested BCUR, um, contested Mar clearances. I tagged you. I think we beat you maybe. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, you won the best and fairest that year. Like, run us through that. Like, that's your second year of footy. You've gone from a fat kid. Oh, I can't stop saying something. You've gone from a, a good-looking young kid who had a little bit of weight on to winning your best and fairest second year. Like... How had that go down that night? You must have been overawed. Like the feeling would have been ridiculous, right? Like surely. Yeah, that was that was a pretty cool moment. Surely, I, man. I you won the best and fair. Like your oh, second mate, I, ever. I, yeah, so at the Colton, Colton Blues. I went pretty hard that night. I was surely. Good, yeah. <laughs> Did you get to spot the crown or no? Nah? Um, no, nah, I went in. I was like, oh, I might be up in the top five. Like you just never know. Yeah, and yeah. then I actually won on the last vote of the night. <laughs> yeah, and um, I was actually flying out to America the next day early. But I didn't get much sleep. I just went Sat on had, the plane. had a big night and ended up sleeping on the plane. But um, yeah, that, that was that was probably the, one of the most special moments in my career in terms of I was twenty at the time. Didn't really think you were going to yeah. win it. One at the last vote, so yeah. it's just like happened all at once. Um, family were over, so it ended up being being awesome. So it was just like it was. Uh, you look back, of, it was like just kind of a pat in the back as well. Like. Yeah, it was more a bit of reward. Like you know, you make a few sacrifices. Yeah. Um, you set yourself a goal. Um, you actually work hard towards it, and the rewards come after and. I've always been big on that in my career. Like, yeah, it's like obviously you got to have a good time, but yeah. um, firstly you got to put the work in first. And yeah, um, like I, I enjoy going out, um, enjoy being social and that. But um, if that gets in the road of the actual work you put in, then you got it wrong. So it's a blueprint for like the young kids coming up, especially like I know it's probably pretty hard to get in contact with you, but like the young kids who get drafted and they might like I struggled big time in professionalism, like coming from. Um, Lauderdale, like just get paid twenty bucks, put it back over the bar, go out have fun, getting the dust up, whatever. Yeah. Going from that to AFL, like that was the biggest eye opener for me. And it took me like what three to four years so I figured out, okay, it's AFL. It's a lot different than what you think and what you have to do to make it in the AFL. Like I think the average career is like four years and a handful of games. So, so when, when did it click for you? When did you actually? When I got delisted. That, that was that was yeah. the moment. So I had when things in place all the way. Like, like Juddy, like try to take me aside, be my mentor, like all like. The club did everything they could for me. It was just like till they, they said, no, nah, you're not going to be next year. I was like, well, 
That was it. This is it. So that was my moment, but that's crazy. So you won the best and fairest in your first year. 2016, number one in the AFL for clearances, 8.8 a game. Number two in the AFL for contested possessions, average 27 disposals. Like, you just, you're going forward and forward. 2016, yeah. another great year. Um, run us through 2017, because I know, like, how much time we have? We have 20 minutes still. 2017, like, that was probably a big year for you in terms of resilience and knowing what you can and can't do. Um, you had a back injury all year from carrying the team. Oh, no, I'll take that back. <laughs> you had a back injury, obviously. You broke your leg again. Was it the same leg or a different leg? Uh, uh, that was the same leg. Yeah. Same leg. Yeah. Fifteen games. Was that a bit of like? How was that for you that year? Turns yeah, it was tough because I, I came back and I was I was in like I, w- I worked bloody hard over the break. I, it was too hard because actually I broke down. Yeah. And I come back in nearly the best nick I'd been in after my third year. Is that something you've had to? Because obviously you've been a hard worker since that first offie. Yeah. Is that something that you've had to continue to work on? Because I've seen it. Like you're a hard worker, obviously in game and stuff. But you seem to be. Bandaged up every game, man. Like, you just work to the nth degree. Is yeah, that something I, you have to work I've, on? Or? I've definitely, um, I've been, sort of, I don't know they say, it works smarter, not harder. Yeah, so, okay. uh, definitely, you, you learn that as you go, though. Like, you just, you're constantly learning. Like, I'm still learning now about things that work and you're trying to change things up. So, um, instead of like actually busting bust my balls in the, um, in the off season now, it's more a chance, a chance to actually recover yeah. and just get your base just fitness refresh. and then your pre seasons. That, but I still reckon early days when, when you're making your way, you got to go hard and that sort of break. Yeah. That sort of sets you up. Yeah. Um, but that, that was a tough year. So I come back, um, I ended up having a stress fracture in my back, um, which was flattening. So I missed three months. I couldn't run or lift weights for six weeks. Had to monitor how many steps I did. Yeah. So it's a pretty common injury, the young, young yeah, players young. and cricketers, um, yeah. and even tennis players apparently. So it's one of those ones you got to be patient and actually let it heal. Otherwise it can give you a lot of problems down the track. Um, so I got that right. And then obviously you play in this side of the year, you're a bit underdone. Remember around... Two against Melbourne, I broke my jaw on my ribs that game. What? Um, yeah, so I played. What happened? Oh, I, I remember. Who was it? Look, we'll go find him. I know, comment, mate. Um, <laughs> Who was it? North Melbourne? Nah, nah, against um, Melbourne. Um, but the ribs, I, I remember going yeah, back to Gorney. We'll talk to him after. Gorney. Was it Gorney? Nah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, say, we'll talk to him in about an hour. Well, no, no I, um, I just went up from Mark and got a knee in the ribs. And I remember sitting in the rooms after the game. I was like, oh, that hurt. Yeah. Like, I was just, I couldn't really breathe that well. And. Um, next day I get in the club, I was like, look, I reckon I need to get extra on my ribs, they're bloody sore. Just because when you laugh or you yeah, cough. Yeah, yeah, it's not I the just, same. So I did that, I had a couple of broken ribs, but one of those things, like, I wasn't going to not play. Yeah, yeah. Um, as long as there was no risk of punching on your lung. So I um, ended up playing. I played, so I played all the year with that, and then I remember um, I re-broke them later year. I was wearing this guard to try and protect them. I, I think I actually the, remember feeling yeah, that, man. I took that off because <laughs> um, I was like, oh, they're fine now. Then I was against the Gold Coast. First bump of the game, I lined someone up as like a you know, bumper bar, yeah, yeah. thinking I'm a big unit, <laughs> and just cracked him again. I was just the whole game was in agony. So you fell straight away, like, yeah. oh, that's not great. Yeah, so I did that again. But then the week after that, I, I remember I, Jaden Hunt went for a kick. I went to smother him, smothered the ball with his leg, followed through, hit me in the leg, nearly kicked my leg in orbit. He's a powerful unit. That, that stabbed my fibula, and then I was done for the year, so... I had four broken bones. Yeah, I'm starting to think, geez, I've made a chalk here. Like, yeah, I'm, um, yeah. Better drink a bit more milk or eat a bit more yogurt. But, yeah. um, so, run, run with, so, so that's obviously, you, you're going through a few bit of injuries there. And like, I know you've pushed yourself probably more than you had to. Do you feel like that you have to kind of be out there, like in terms of where the team's at and obviously um, where you're at in your career, obviously um, one of the best players in the league, let alone Colton. Do you feel like, a sense of I have to be out there. Was that what you were going through men- mentally, mental wise, or were you uh, like I just want to play? No, I just want to play. Like yeah. I, I love playing. Yeah. Um, 
It was hard. Like, like it's more after the game. Like you bloody sore for like the first few days. No, and, you can't walk. Um, but yeah, I was like, I just wanted to play, and you, like you get six months off a year, basically not playing. So yeah. when you can actually compete, you want to you want to play. Yeah. So if you feel like it's like if you you have to be still got to be something that's going to hurt you long term, or like you. It's not worth playing for yeah. not to play. Otherwise, yeah. you have to try and find a way. It's more like soft tissue stuff that stop you from playing these yeah. days. Like bones can heal, obviously. Yeah. Like you can't if you can't physically work, like run. If it's a soft tissue calf or hammy, then yeah. they pull a pin pretty quick. These boys. So what, what was it like going into the summer? Because obviously you, you you've got all those injuries. You've got to make sure that you you're physically recovering, but mentally, like, were there some doubts that you had to try and overcome as well? Because I, I could imagine it would have been pretty frustrating, you know, having to go through such a injury ravaged year to the point where you're, you're going into the summer almost wanting that clean slate like there's yeah. some players that just yeah. like beg for the preseason because you just want a clean slate and the next year had a pretty big one yeah. so it must yeah. have happened i know I, i'm i've always seen like the positive things and like oh, is what it is um i just use the rest of that to actually just let because i had another eight rounds before the off season so i just use that basically i just i didn't really train that hard then i was like let the leg recover just tried to really enjoy spending the footy system help out a few of the young guys is that um, where your leadership, st- do you reckon, kind of started turning? Uh, that and probably the start of 2018. Okay. Oh, no, probably, I'm really in 20, and it's, yeah, yeah, probably. Um, but I'm always like, you try and see the positive. Um, like, footy's a, a game where you're going to get injuries. So, um, like you said, it builds a bit of resilience. Um, but I just tried to um, have a bit of fun that back half of the year. Um, and then I really set myself in the off season, started to get going, doing my rehab. Um, and that yeah, that really drives. Like when you time, when you don't yeah. miss a few games, you just you actually itching for the preseason. So, <laughs> um, which is surprising. But then I had a really big uh, motivation. It's like, all right, I'm gonna, I want to take my game to the next level here. And you start working on different craft things, different bits of running, um, try and find different things with your body that you think might work. And um, that's but you do that every year. But that that year especially, I was because I hadn't played for a while. You're extra motivated. Yeah. So okay. to going so going into that, you've obviously trained your ass off in that preseason. Yada yada, 2018 is probably your biggest year accolade was. Um, first All Australian jacket, thoroughly deserved it. Best and fairest, second the AFLPA voting, so that's voted by the players. Mm. You signed a big contract, hopefully millions of dollars because you earned it. The thing is, like, you set the most record for contested possessions in a season, and I think you did it in the last game as well. So you beat Paddy Cripps in the last game. It was a 20? You needed 23 or 24? Yeah, you need 23 and you got 24. Yeah, I remember, like. So you set a record. Yeah, yeah, man, you like, never like. You never go from, but I remember two rounds ago, I needed 34 to win, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to have a crack at this. Like, it was Surely. Um, Rotation's well, like, going to the window. Honest, you, you're staying on the ground. To be honest, you don't, I, don't, I wouldn't say I have a crack. I just say, well, I'm going to. Did you see the ball? Yeah, I'm going to go for it. Uh, the week before, I had, bug, I'd say bugger up, I had, I think I had 11 or 12, so I was like, That's still this, this might be out of my reach here. And then I just played the last game. We were going to get pumped by Adelaide, but it's like, uh, when you're competitive, go for the right to the end. Yeah. Uh, then you feel like you earn a beer at the end of the season. And um, I actually didn't know out in the ground. And then after the game, someone said, oh, you're 24. You're like, tested. I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Right. You're like, <laughs> just set a record, man. Like, I couldn't have imagined that, like 24. Yeah. Actually, I've had 26 before, but, but 24. I, I, I still think that record's breakable. Like, it's the way the AFL's gone. It's a contested mm. game. Well, um, possession-wise, it's just getting more and more. Like, blokes in the bloody preseason games getting 40-odds. And so I see oh. that this year, like, it's pretty standard. Someone's might, might be yeah. oh, I think Ken Test possessions are like, there's only... 
Three to four blokes you can do that, I reckon. Yeah, I can. Dangerfield's a Dangerfield, freak, Josh Kennedy, um, Fife and Mate, Lockie Neal. And Lockie Neal, yeah. yeah. He, like, even that game in the preseason, the big fella, the big real deal deal. 45 or so. Yeah, he had 40 and then like 27 contested. Like, that's a scary number, 27 contested. Yeah. So. so run through that year. You've obviously set the AFL world on fire. But on the flip side, the Carlton Blues have only won two games. Is that something like, I know you've got your driving factors. Everyone's got their personal goals. We set their own goals start of the year. Your leadership's coming through the roof now. You're starting to be the best player in the comp, set on these records, breaking all these things. You get voted into the leadership group the next year, I think 2019. Was that the other year? 2018? Nah, so 2018, I was vice captain. Vice captain. Yeah. And then, but Murph was injured most that year. So now I've actually yeah, so you, the boys most of the year. Yeah. Doc was also injured. He was a joint vice. Yeah. Um, oh, it was, that was a tough year of my footy career. Yeah. We only won two games. Yeah. Pretty average losing margin of about eight goals, I reckon. Like, we're getting pumped every yeah. week. And that's when you start your, your mind definitely drifts like, would it be better if you do go home? Or yeah, because you yeah, sign you the deal that year. Like, yeah. yeah, I've had that. Yeah. Every, every player has it. If they're yeah. going to tell, like, we tell the media one thing, like, oh, you know, my heart's set here. I'm going to be here for the rest of my career. Behind the scenes, you're, we have managers who do that work for you. Like, they will say, look, this team's interested, that team's interested. Um, what are you thinking? So you don't really talk to anyone until the end of the year unless you're, like, set on leaving. But you signed a probably, what was it, three or four year yeah, deal? Yeah, I, I think it was, I had a year to go. I signed an extra three, I think. Yeah, so. extra three. Did yeah. you have, like, so that year, you're the best player in the combo, I reckon. Did you? You would have had other teams knocking on your door, surely. Yeah, I, I would have. I didn't really explore it too much, yeah. um, just because I felt like I'd done so much hard work in the first five years, and I hadn't really got seen yeah. benefit of like a, a, the group that we had been building. Um, but like I said, like after games you get pumped, like you might always just say it's just the like human emotion. Like you just yeah. you always think far out, how much longer can I do it, and then get to Monday to review, then you start getting optimistic against that. Like, now nah, we can beat this yeah, team yeah, next week, and then yeah. yeah you, you recorrect yourself, so that's pretty normal. But um, yeah, that was that was a tough year. But like individually, obviously had a really strong year. But probably I probably learned a lot that year that I needed things outside of footy to um, yeah, okay. just to balance life. Run us through that. What's what's big Paddy, Paddy Cripps doing off field these days? I know you got a beautiful girlfriend. Still. Yeah, beautiful mom. Good, good. Um, good. Uh, got her. No, I went and started going surfing. My older brother, so he moved over. Started twenty eighteen, which is really good for me. Yeah, you've uh, got to be hanging out with the Kerno boys, right? Yeah, the Kerno boys. <laughs> you know, in the green room. Yeah. Green room. If you don't know, I'm actually a bodyboarder by uh, my past. It's called when you get in the barrel. Oh yeah. Okay. Green so room. Can't yeah. say I really experienced a green room. More, more <laughs> the, Six foot five bloke. He's going to get pretty low. In the white wash, he's going straight. Yeah, nice. Rod. Um, nah, I, I got into that, and like, I'm real close to my older brother, so yeah. um, he was really good. Is that Daniel? Yeah. Shout out Daniel, who didn't reply to me. Um, a little bit pissed off, but, you know, you obviously got bigger things being, you know, the brother of Patrick. Tried to get some dirt, didn't we? I tried to get a little bit, not dirt, just like, oh, what's something cool about Patty that no one knows? And he's like... Donuts. Maybe it wasn't anything cool about you. Nah, I'm not a cool guy, mate. <laughs> so you got into surfing, got, got the girlfriend. Was that 2018? Nah, I, me and Mon have been together for about four years now. So did long distance for a few years. Are so. you doing this soon or? Cutting out now, Robbo, man. <laughs> 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 well for all the listeners, I was getting on my knee. <laughs> um, so I did that. And then oh, I do a um, bit of uni, so I do ag business on the side. Yep. Um, so I do basically ag, then um, majoring in finance. Sounds flashy, but it's just, that's just my uni degree. So I'm nearly finished that. Um, so I am getting a bit of interest in the, in the financial sort of aspects. So I yeah. started meeting a few people. and um, So I got interested in that. And then... Um, yeah, that sort of took my mind off it a bit, and then obviously when you're having a having a solid year, you want to keep maintaining your form, so you do yeah. everything you can to keep playing well. And um, well, that was a bad year, like I said before, like the resilience and um, the group started getting real close that year. Top of the, the year after, starting to get a real um, all the young guys coming through together. So yeah. 
Um, it's still an enjoyable year, but it was definitely tough. Just on 2019, so just on the individual side of it, was that the All-Australian jumper, so the first yeah. jumper, was that the moment when you when you felt as though you belonged in the top echelon of, of the league? Because we could see you'd been building, but was that the moment where you genuinely felt like a cable, I'm, I'm now in this class? Like, when did that moment come? Yeah, like I always had like a lot of self-confidence and belief that I could match with the best, but... Um, that was I was pretty that, that was a pretty special night. Um, obviously, yeah, yeah, it's one of those things you never like. You never just want to set yourself individual accolades, but that all Australian jump is pretty. Yeah, pretty that's cool. usually like, that's, a, that's something you can't get taken scene. away. So yeah. then you go there and like there's guys that I played when I was growing up. You you look up and you sort of like model your game or like idolise, um, and then you all of a sudden you're next to them, um, and then you, that's when you have a feel. Like you sit back and reflect that time. Mm. You look back like you know like. In a pretty special spot at the moment, um, you've you're a country kid growing up. Your dream was to play AFL. You had a big club. Um, you've had a really good year. Now you're um, an all Australian for the first time. Crazy. Um, that's when you, you don't pinch yourself, but you just sort of think like, "Geez, all the hard work I've done is is, is paying off." And it's always the little sacrifices you make along the way is worth it. Um, that's just only from a uh, individual, and it'd be the same from a team. Like when start getting that reward from a team, mm. that'd be bloody special too. Like, yeah. couldn't imagine what winning a flag would be like. That feeling would be unbelievable. Can't take that away yeah. ever. Like, obviously mm. you got a jacket. Like, that year, watching you play, like, as I said, you've won two now. So you kind of, like, solidified yourself as one of the best players on the comp. 2019, we saw some things happen on and off field. Um, obviously, new coach come in. Um, you boys started playing some awesome footy in the back of last year. Has that, has that pre-season been in terms of building towards things that you might be special this year? Um, and what's kind of gone on behind the scenes in terms of, you know, you're now co-captain again for the last two years in a row. Yeah, second year. Um, yeah, so how's that, how's that going for you? And uh, not predictions, because I'm not a big fan of predictions, because anything can happen. How's that been going through pre-season and into this year? Yeah, no, we took a lot of confidence at the back end of last year. We would have um, had to, man. You guys were playing some yeah. good footy. Because, like, even early last year, we were actually playing some decent footy. We just couldn't win the close ones. Yeah. Um, and, like, when you, when you haven't won for a while and you don't get wins, like, it's... Deflating a little yeah, bit. It yeah, it is. Like it's, you, it's not like you, you got to get used to winning. Like, mm. and once you actually you learn to win, it becomes easier. And then the back after you've actually got a bit of a role and like sort of the energy at the club in terms of the fans, like the boys, just everyone in general. Like I hadn't really felt that at the club before. So that was good going to the end of the season. At the same time, we're still coming from a long way back. So um, it's all good, all this hype and all yeah, that. Yeah. At the end of the day, like it's just proofs in the pudding. Like you got to get out and play. So. Well, you've got to like, get the synergy and stuff again because yeah. you've got new players coming in, blokes who have been injured coming back in. So yeah. it's not going to happen like... People will see a team on paper and be like, yeah, they should win games. They're going to be this and that. But you've actually got to have that synergy and the consistency together. Yeah. And, like, you guys are all fresh. Like, there's fishes of the world coming up now. You've got the Walsh and all those guys. Like, you got Eddie back. Charlie Kerno will probably be back mid-year, maybe. Mm. you got um, Mitch McGovern, who's still fight, trying to find his straps. Like... Yeah. Is it like the hype and stuff? Like I know, like I see, even though I'm in Brisbane, I see like Colin this, Colin's going to be that. Like mm. I'm, I'm kind of on the outside going, man, I hope they can just chill out the – because you, you're not, not going to you know, drink your own bath water or anything. But when you start getting it all the time and then like you might – you know, you lost your both pre-season games and now like the media's going, oh, they, yeah. you know, that was terrible, they're going to be terrible, yeah. like they're shit and they're not going to win the games. Like how do you switch off for that? Like, Yeah, I, like you definitely see it, but like it, that's what you try and tell the young guys. you got to – Maintain that equilibrium thing. I know a lot of athletes say it, but like from a team it's individual, like you play well, you just all right, you enjoy it. Go back move down on. the middle, you, you have a stinker. You know what? It's not ideal, but you move on. Like it's not gonna last forever. It's like it's like we've had wind blown up us all preseason, and mm. like it's, you hear it. But in the day, like it's 
Like it's just people ride yeah. stuff. Like yeah. we, it's just based off some things last year. So we're bigger than we know. We got to get out there and make it happen. And I could do all the talk and say, "Oh, we're going to finish this. We're going to finish, finish yeah, that." Yeah. At the end of the day, they'll be writing on what we do. So, exactly. Um, we go out there and start winning early, then all the it's going to be good stuff. But same time, we do go out there and start winning early. Then it's also you got to shut out the noise. Finished sixteenth last year, so you sort of got to be realistic. Like it's. It's, um, you just got to stay. I know it's cliche, but it's, it's week by week. And mate, that's my bat. Yeah. Don't use my bat. Get your own yeah. bat. <laughs> but but you went day through it last year. We went through it last year, <laughs> man. Yeah. So like, last year, like we're, we're getting to round nineteen doing the podcast. I'm like, even he was asking me, like, <laughs> oh, oh you're yeah, sitting second in the league. I think yeah. we could talk about finals now. And, and I was like, no, nah, man. Like, we're literally just taking a week at a time. Yeah. Um, like, man, it's round twenty. We're trying like, to. We're, we're just <laughs> consistently improving. Which is like, it sounds wanky, but like, you guys will go through this year. We. That's what we think. Like, you just spoke about then yeah. moving on quick from a win or a loss. If we won or lost, our biggest loss was against you guys when you fucking turned the, the game on its head and balled out hard. And I was just sitting on the wing, twiddling my thumbs, going, oh, I hate this so bad. That's probably the best game I've seen you play, to be honest. Um, you just got to move on. You win. Sweet. Review it. Awesome. You guys as well. Here's a pat on back. Here's some RFIs. That's on the next game by the Tuesday, whatever it is. You lose. Here's what happened. Here's what we can get better. We need to tighten up this spot in your, in your um, structures and whatnot. Move on. Yeah. So obviously, hopefully, the young boys and the team know it's not just going to happen overnight. Like it's it's going to be a bit of a slog, and you know the things will come with it. But Paddy Cripps, man, jeez, we have got five minutes. Yeah, I think um, I, I think one thing that we we're talking about, like, what's been one of the biggest early learnings for you as an AFL captain? Because yeah, like. The role, obviously, as you mentioned, in 2018, you were kind of doing it anyway, you know, yeah. just through the circumstances. But I suppose since going into the role with, with with Sam, I mean, what's been one of the biggest early learnings for you? Because you probably went in there with, okay, I've got some experience, I've done it for a year, but yeah. as you know, when it actually happens, you, you probably go, oh, geez, these are some things here that I wasn't expecting. I mean, what were some of those early learnings that maybe took you by surprise? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of all the off-field stuff. It's sort of not really my go. Those extra commitments. Really meetings. That's just part of it. Like, one thing I know is you've got to be organised. So um, uh, if you're organised, like, I like being organised as a person now, but I like being organised so you know the right points to hit with the group, um, what you got to do at certain times. But I think the biggest learning, and I think what gets the best response is you're one of the boys, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, everyone thinks, oh, you got to be, when you're captain, you got to do this, you got to do that. In the day, change, right? In the day, you get to that position from being one of the boys, You like the standards you set with your work, um, how you interact with people. So in the day, I'm, I'm one of the boys. I'm not one of the coaches. I'm one of the boys. And... Um, I think you, if you go out and you have a beer with them, um, you're just mates with them. Um, yeah. But also, once you build that mateship, then you, they've got that relationship with you. They do do something wrong. You can look at them and say, you know, that's mm-hmm. no, not good enough from a personal or um, from a performance point of view. They take it on the chin, move on, um, and they don't take it personally. Like, I think that's the biggest learning. It's just um, you don't have to be across everything. You don't have to be um, strict on everything. It's just being one of the boys and, and having fun for, um, um, first and foremost. And then, I suppose work hard, but then you can have the fun. And, yeah, yeah. Um, that's probably the biggest learning. I that's the thing, like, I guess for you, like having knowing the line and when you are that mm. captain and when you're the, one of the boys, like yeah. that's probably the biggest, like the hurdle you have to cross because yeah. when you do give them a whack or have a, a word to them, like, mate, that's not good enough. That's always the toughest conversation to have. Like, and well, I've never been captain of that, so I wouldn't understand. But being, a, being an older bloke, like I don't really – struggle with that part is that what some leaders do struggle with and i know you've had some pretty good captains in your time and like juddy murphy those blokes like have you learned something from them and how to do that like yeah i think i think it's come natural no nah, like it, 
if someone says it comes natural, it's bloody hard to challenge you. I know. Good, mate. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's not in your nature. Especially challenging older blokes than yourself. Yeah. Like, But um, if you if you take away the personal element of it and say, you know, this is going to be better for the team, it has to be done, um, you just got to do it. You know, and, and it's like anything, the more you do it, the mm. more you're comfortable you get doing it, and the better you get at it. So, like, I have no problem now if I feel like someone's um, – not doing, not effort living, wise, yeah, or effort not wise, or, or not pulling their weight sort of off field. I'll say, you know, what, mate, it's not good enough. Like, we, we need you to be better. Um, like, we're setting the standards as a group. You'll get away with that, then anyone can get away with it. So, it's more like cut the head off. This is the person, yeah. like, not the person. Like, it's just, mm. this is for the standard for the group. We have potentially a big game next week, <laughs> Richmond. <laughs> so, Richmond Thursday night, we have to yeah. talk about it. Um, you haven't beaten them in your career. Yeah, I know. The Tigers, I can't stand them. I know you probably can't. I don't know what your thoughts are, but I can't have them at all. I'm sick of seeing them everywhere, to be honest. Um, what's the mentality from the group? This is a big game, so you'd probably be doing, like, you know, your reviews and stuff around about now. Um, how are you feeling for it? Like, regardless of you're not playing, if you like, all that coronavirus yeah, shit, yeah, no, worry we, about that. Well, we're, let's plan as what's going on. We're playing next yeah. Thursday. No, look, I, I respect them a lot. Like, they're bloody good. And what they've done the last three years, like, yeah, it's, it's been pretty special. It's, hard it's what every special. team wants to do. Mm. Um, so you obviously respect them. But at the same time, um, we only won, we didn't win any of the preseason games, but um, we played Collingwood the week before that. Uh, we played some really good footy against them. Against the Lions on the week, we played a really good first half footy, and then they, they smacked us. But... Our best, we know our best is right up there. Um, so we're really confident going in. Um, we'll, we'll give it a red-hot crack at them. So it's always that f- first-round buzz, like, let's hope there's 90,000 there. And it's just, that's that's what you love playing footy for, big crowds. Pushed two, them last year as teams. well, man. You pushed them last yeah. year. Yeah, like, so last few years you pushed them. Like. So, so we're confident. Um, but at the same time, it's proofs in the pudding. So we just got to go there and get it done. Fuck me. Paddy Cripps. Oh, man. I appreciate you coming in today. It's I, worth I, the trip, man. I told you. I, yeah, I told you. Well, like, I told you. you I can't told me I had to come here. Like I was said, like, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm here. You know, we, we're, we're all here. here. Um, shout out to A for House for hosting us today. Patrick, thanks for coming in, man. I want to come and give you the handshake and cuddle, but <laughs> <laughs> see how that goes. Good luck with it. Hopefully, I'll play next Thursday night. Hopefully, have another big year, another jacket, another BNF, all the accolades. Hopefully, win some games and play finals, mate, because it's big time for you, I think, in your career. You can put him on your back and just carry him over the line. So, thanks for coming in, man. Nah, thanks for having me, guys. Keep ripping through it, eh? <laughs> Love it. Absolutely, man. Appreciate <laughs> it. That's my sign-off. <laughs> Rip through it. <laughs> man, that's time. It's 9 o'clock on the dot. Birdie. I'm a fucking yeah. professional. Man, oh, we need to press record. Oh, well, hopefully you got some good stuff there, fella.